0: Balls so dry, explode like dust.
1: Suck my balls, suck my balls.
0: You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can
1: just suck my clit and my bag. You know what? You know what? That <laughs> <Bad> word. <laughs> suck my clit and bag. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck bad balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, Kyle. Suck my balls, Kyle. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls.
2: Suck my balls
1: and your hairy, hairy balls. Suck your balls hairy, balls hairy,
0: hairy balls. What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, Herman. How would you like to suck my Suck my balls.
1: What did you say?
0: Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you
1: like to suck my balls, Mr. Gersie? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Balls. Right here on a litany of different networks that include Hommie Media Group and RatsolidReview.com. We're also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere where you can get your podcast. My name today is uh, Mute Matt. I will be speaking in more of a docile tone for you listeners, as we do not want to create an echo, as myself and Mr. J.V. Vernola are in the same location recording today. So, still kind of are. Holy shit! This
0: is how close we are. Yeah, this is how this is how close
1: we are. Joe ran. That was a little freaky. Like
0: ten seconds. That's all it took. That's how close we are. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: Okay. Well, he just touched me (laughs) erotically. I like it.
0: Inappropriately, not erotically. (laughs) Difference.
1: He just wanted to get two guys naked in a hot tub with me.
2: Just watch each other masturbate. That's all.
1: We're having sound and technical difficulties. We couldn't set it up. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. You're good? You're good? You <laughs> catch your breath there? That was fast. Yeah. Hope you guys like that edit. But we are here in the same location recording the show because we were unable to get our stuff together and uh, record together. But that doesn't matter. You're here to listen to our South Park review about two guys naked in a hot tub. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe one day, uh, you know, get a- naked in a hot tub and... uh I'll jump in, Ian, maybe. Welcome back to your show, Scoop. I would normally do the whole. Sk- but I don't want to be too loud, Jackson. About <laughs> like...
0: what's up, Joe? Scoop. And how you doing? I'm doing all right. Like your intro, in which you, with the somewhat muted Cartman was like Cartman if he was calling a golf tournament. Tiger Woods. Stepping up to the third green. Two under already. Needs this one for Birdie.
1: I was, I was trying to go for that really low, like, you know, old school, like,
0: mm-hmm. radio guy who's talking about, mmm, these crackers are yummy. It's like Cartman trying to do Bob Ross now. <laughs> Happy well, guys, we can. well, guys, we're back for season three,
1: episode eight of and this is Suck My Balls Number Forty Two. We reviewed as part of the two-part meteor shower trilogy. We're glad to have Jv Vernola back as well from his escapades in uh, Utah. We we feel sorry that he had to go there, but we're glad to have
0: you back. Mm, it was actually a fun trip. It's we're one of the few. Glad to have you
1: yeah. back. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. You don't want to get brainwashed, right, Scoop? Nope. See, don't want to get brainwashed.
0: Uh, that town is turning really blue, from what I've seen. Oh
1: man! Speaking of blue and politics, man, you can't even post anything online without people getting mad at you or like getting upset at you or thinking you're spreading misinformation. So Ian, I posted something on my Facebook, and I don't even remember what the website was. Like just something. who I'd No, it was somebody.
0: the it was the DOJ's website. It no, no, was... no, that's
1: not what I. That's not what it was. Hold on. Oh, so, please oh. let me explain. So what it was is is apparently some PBJ alt website. I don't know. It popped up in my feed about a story of uh, ballots like being found in a ditch and like seven to 10 of those were military vets or whatever, or military people like around the military. Right. So I went to the article, I pulled it up and they cited the department of justice. So I was like, okay, well, let me go investigate this for myself. So I Googled it and I found it. And then I was like, okay, so I found their source. This is a legit article. So I posted it and then people got mad because apparently this website in the past has, um, Propagated alt white, alt right information, and people just started coming after me. So then I had to like backpedal. I had to do what Bin Hamin says where you tweet, dive, apologize, repeat. And I had to like be like, my bad, like, this is where I got the information from. So Unfortunately, people didn't like that, and they got upset. So I had to like backpedal. And someone, like one of my good friends who works in media, he privately hit me up, and this was nice of him. And he was like, "Hey, man, just so you know, I, he's like, I know you weren't trying to do anything. He's like, but you got to watch out, bro, like, because you're in a position now where you're in the media. He's like, and people, you're gonna be under a microscope. He's like, so just like, maybe choose. He's like, if you find the link, he's like, from now on, just don't post that article, just go to the source. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I should have done that. But like, I wasn't even thinking like that. I was just like, oh, let me share this because I read the fucking article and I cited it and I found it to be factual. So I don't know. People are all crazy all over. We've got Ian here, apparently can't wait to get off the podcast. He's already eating. So go on to the Suck My Balls podcast. Two guys naked in a hot tub, guys. So... Mm-hmm. In this episode, we saw um, the second part uh, saga of Stan's night at the meteor shower as he is unfortunately drug along with his parents to their party. They they couldn't find a babysitter or they didn't want to find a babysitter. As I was telling Joe, we were watching the episode before we started, I said, Ian, this doesn't make any sense. Why did Shelly go babysit Cartman? Why didn't Stan go with Shelly? Or why right? didn't Car- now you can make the argument okay well Cartman could have came over to their house. No. Like Joe, you said before, do their parents really want Eric Cartman coming over? But if Shelly was already gonna go over there and they were already gonna send their daughter over there, who they have mm-hmm. such a high regard, then they should have just sent Stan over there as well. I don't wanna go to this stupid party. Come on, Stan, you're gonna have a great time. No, you guys are gonna have a great time. Whenever there's a party, the adults get to hang out and have fun while the kids spend the night locked in the basement eating stale pretzels. So it really made no sense that Stan got drug along to the party, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. That it, it, it doesn't make any
0: sense. I mean, Randy does make that one, li- that one line, which winds up being a bit of a foreshadow. But there was also the... Um, and he really only singled out Kyle, but I don't see why it wouldn't also extend to Cartman. He's like, you always hang out with Kyle. They're going to think you're, you know... Weird.
1: Well, it will be good for you to make new friends. You can't just hang out with your buddy Kyle all the time. People think you guys are, you know, funny.
0: Or whatever terminology Randy used at that point. But that, that was... So I thought it was part of Randy's never-ending effort to... Make Stan as heterosexual as possible.
1: So, you thought that by bringing along, you think Randy's logic was bringing him to this party and sticking him in a basement with other boys was bad well, for I him? Well, I mean, maybe, maybe he, he didn't, didn't know though you they thought were... Randy was going to, that's what his logic ended up being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: the, and the, the and the maybe he. Thing. People are going to think you're a little queer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you to this party and you're going to sit there in the basement locked away with other kids. And maybe he didn't think it was just going to be other boys. Maybe he thought like Bebe was going to be down there or something, too. Maybe. Who the hell knows? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, A-tah. these Ata as you call them. <laughs> We're going to control your life, Stanley.
1: So this is part two. Stan gets his own storyline, essentially, where he's the leader of his uh, arc for this episode. So Stan is stuck with the Melvins, as they're called, um, from school at Mr. Mackey's media shower party. Now, of course, we found out in the last episode that this is where Leanne Cartman went to, and that's why, unfortunately, uh, Cartman was babysat by Shelly, which turned into the Wow Wow West, Wow Wow Wicked Wicked, Wow Wow West, which is up right now. Shelly didn't have a shelly shelly. so as we mentioned there we found it a a little odd that stan did not go to cartman's house however randy and gerald um are also the secondary storyline of this episode as they're going to share an intimate and embarrassing moment in a hot tub which is why it's named two guys in a hot tub and naked and then there's also the bureau of alcohol tobacco and Firearms that is intent on killing everyone at this party on the basis of it's presuming a cult, which is also shot at Waco and other type of cult ones that I'm sure that they've done this in the past. too. Uh, so we start with Stan complaining that he has to go to the meteor shower party with his parents. Now, upon arrival, he's led to the basement and stuck in the kids room, as we mentioned. The only kids there to Stan's horror are the three Melvins from school. That being fucking Pip. Uh, Butters happy to see Butters get his introduction here and get some lines, and Dougie, who eventually will become uh, General Disarray. Uh, Stan is freaked out at having to spend the night with these geeks. So, guys, I mean, let's 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 ask. I'm going to ask questions here. Let's go round table here. Like, I would consider all of us that we probably were not geeks in our younger adolescent. We were either, uh, you know lined up with people who were like bigger and taller than us. So we had the brains for it, or you were a scoop and you were just, you know, cut like an ox, I guess. Uh, Joe, did you ever feel like that you had to hang out with Melvin's or that you were the Melvin as a young, at a young age? I still feel like, I'm Oh, the Melvin. Come on, whatever. You're stupid. No, there.
0: I still feel like I'm the Melvin. Oh, I am. I am butters. I am Dougie. Well, you're better than Pip. That's okay. Because right. But- well, Butters, yeah. Well, notice well, well, I didn't say Pip. Well, look, we find out that
1: Butters in general disarray aren't Melvins, right? I mean, eventually, because Butters is going to become part of the team. So, like, if you're Butters, everyone loves knows it's Butters. That's you. So, I mean, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. So that's your being that butter I,
2: is not
1: bad. Yeah, being a butter yeah, is not bad. Helping, Loving,
0: liking yeah. people, like that's not being a bad. Well, I his, mean in this situation in this episode, for this yeah, episode, like, he is a Melvin. I am saying even to this day I still feel not like I am a Melvin. He's not a Melvin. That's
1: what, there's like there's like, having there's like 20 there's like 20 30 people calling Joe a day, messaging him and shit, but Joe's the fucking Melvin. Uh, Ian, did you ever feel like you were a Melvin when you were a kid growing up? No. Yeah. He didn't feel like a Melvin. Uh, i never felt like a Melvin. Now there was times where I felt like I was maybe uh, not the most popular, but I never felt like a Melvin. However, I did always tend to align myself with people who were uh, broader, taller, more muscular. And I tend to take more of the backseat of the brain, you know, be like, Hey, yo, we should do this. You know, I wouldn't say manipulation; more like convincing and making articulated points in a fashion to where they would follow my lead, and so like I could mouth off to you're people. You're trying to manipulate
0: us right now? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I I could mouth off to people, and and then I'd be like, if anybody wanted to say something, I would just have like my big dude homie in the back to be like, shut the, you know, no, no, you're not gonna fuck with him. You know what I mean? So like that's the approach I took growing up. So you know, I was smart about it. Just you know, you gotta use what you have. Use your brain. Like I, there was one time, this guy wanted to beat me up in like the hallway of a locker room, and I was like, "Look, bro, let's be logical here. If you get into a fight right now, kids are gonna come out, teachers are gonna come out, we're gonna both get escorted to the principal's office, which is gonna then extend to both of our parents being called, and then us going home and having to explain all that, and most likely we removed from school for an extended period of time." I was like, "Is it really worth all this?" <laughs> and then they we were like fuck you. And then they would just walk away and you're just like, phew. <laughs> so like, I got out of it with talking mm-hmm. my way out of fights. And I was I was Thank
0: so- God he was going to destroy
1: me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got out of it with sound arguments. Like, dude, you don't want to do this. Bro. You're going to get in trouble. Don't do that. That's five to 10. Anyway. Uh, suck. <laughs> so uh we go to the party now upstairs mr Mackey shows randy sharon gerald and sheila his newly installed hot tub sharon and god sheila damn. both say that they don't want to get in since they have nothing to wear and i li- literally said to joey and i was like thank
2: god sheila's not gonna get in the hot tub <laughs> <laughs> it was didn't weird. look very good
0: Looks quite inviting. Yeah, you can get a lot of action when you have a hot tub. Oh, Mr. Mackey, you nuts. Oh, well, we should get in. Yeah.
1: Sure, go ahead. It's a it's a party, isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not hot tubbing. I have nothing to wear.
1: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs>
0: no hot tub for me. Well,
1: screw you guys. I'm getting in for a while too. Geronimo! That's like I don't I don't want
0: to see mm-hmm. that. That would have been like chokes on dick level oh. of just <laughs> terrible. Oh, chokes.
1: That would have been that would have been terrible. Well, wow.
0: like her friggin high leg kick in the opening number of uh, in Quiet Mountain Town is bad That's enough. disturbing itself. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> OK, so they're upstairs. They're showing around. And Sheila and Sharon both said they're not going to get into the hot tub because they don't have any clothes. Well, Gerald just is like, fuck it. And he takes off all his clothes and he jumps into the hot tub naked. Not in his underwear. Which is immediately what Joe called out. He was like, "You could just could have worn your skivvies. Like, why do you have to get naked?" <laughs> but no, <laughs> right?
0: Joe, why do you have to get naked? Right? Like, other like, my it.
2: boxers.
0: Right. I said it right away. I would have jumped in with my skivvies, and then when I was done in the hot tub, I would have just free balled it in my pants at the, for the rest of the party. Like, seriously, like it's that easy? <laughs> why I've done do it you many have, times? Okay, cool. Like. There are several, several alternatives to skinny dipping. The only time you ever get skinny
1: dipping with another man in a hot tub is two scenarios. Okay. The first is it's not your dad or a family member that you don't, that you trust or so like someone you trust and maybe you're out in the wilderness or something and you're at a, you go hot springs or something like that. Maybe you're at a, you know, something like that. That's that's, I think like it's okay. Or, Second situation, if like me, if us three, if we were stranded in the wilderness, okay, and like we didn't have any clothes, they got burnt away or something like that, and we had to clean ourselves in the same pool naked. Obviously, that's or in a hot t- hot spring. Obviously, that's not you know
0: sexually that's erotic. erotic. That's, that's survival, survival, right? That that's, what, right. That's,
1: that's what I'm
2: saying. Those so are it's not like we're theory. in the backyard at a party. My roommates
0: are gonna be. What the fuck are they talking about that's right, right now? That's what I'm saying. Though is. It's,
1: you, that's the only two situations. Survival. You don't just willingly... <laughs> yeah, bro. You want to come over to my house? got Nike in the hot tub with me. we we'll have a good time. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to come over at
0: Nyga
2: in hot tub? <laughs> I'm mean, pretty sweat. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Come pretty sweat, you guys. We can play GameCube. <laughs> I got it hooked up. Wireless,
1: bro. You got freaking scooped. We Scooby. got the birds. Eating on camera in front of us, making us hungry. All right. So uh, as they're upstairs uh, doing their hot tub thing and kind of splashing around in the basement, Pip Butters and Dougie have finished playing an English game called. Uh, what is it? Lippy Lippy. Skippy Lippy Lulu. Yeah, yeah. or, li- or something like that. Uh, it's some sort of like a Ring Around the Rosing. Kind of game, and Stan refuses to participate in these games. The others find women clothing and decide to play Charlie's Angels. Like Stan is like trying, <laughs> like not trying to be around these kids. Like trying to hang out in the corner. Like oh, I fucking hate this place. But they're trying to play with them, and they're like, we don't have a bosley uh And but- Butters is actually King Melvin here, or he's at least he's the cool one. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I thought of Charlie's Angels, so I'm the leader. Of the, I'm the hottest one, especially he's right. He's it.
0: the Farrah Fawcett.
1: He's the Ferro Fosset. Exactly. Did you guys ever watch any of the original ones of Charlie's Angels? Have you seen that like, on Syndicate TV or the movies? Obviously snippets. Yeah. Never actually watched it. You never watched the movie or the show? Either none of
0: it. I, I, okay. I mean, I'm super old, so I, I saw both. I turned thirty yesterday, but <laughs> Starting, well, thirty. Thirty something. Anyway, so you yeah. watched you watched the original series back in the day. Um, I mean, when it was on TV Land and stuff, like I watched right. a whole bunch of crap from the seventies, and then obviously I saw the uh, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu movies later on. Okay, I was okay. more of a Golden Girls. Golden Girls. So I am all about that. Yeah, I woke yeah. up with. I woke up with that song in my head for this morning for some reason. Like, it, and there are worse songs to be stuck in one's head, but like, I woke up on "Thank You for Being a fan. Like, what the fuck.
1: Like-? Uh, What well, my show was uh, the Jeffersons. I liked watching the
0: Jeffersons on Syndicated.
1: because we're moving on up, moving on up to this
2: I
0: tell, I warn you that you're starting to echo, and you just start getting louder and louder. I know, <laughs> it's <I know>. great. <laughs> To a deluxe apartment in the sky. Yes, yes. So
1: in the hot tub now, Randy and Gerald ask each other about, you know, what they're going to do at the party and whatnot, you know. And uh, they uh, kind of uh, decide, you know, through this conversation that they kind of want to do some experimentation. And uh, in this experimentation itself, it's, it's we got Gerald explaining he's smoking a cigar because, you know, he's never smoked a cigar before and then Randy asks Gerald if he'd ever had, had, had a gay fantasy and Gerald explains that he's always thought of watching another gay guy masturbate mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh like Randy's like well you know i nothing still really gay about that and he's like Gerald's like uh-huh. yeah and he's like uh and then they get really quiet and Randy goes uh, I never really wanted to experiment with anything too crazy you know maybe just I don't know masturbate in front of another guy yeah well thats that's not really gay, is it no no I, I don't think so. Well, it is a night for experimenting. It sure is okay, I'll start all right, I'll start so he,
0: he we cut from there an air- and my conversations about experimenting and trying new things end with people taking ecstasy or like someone taking K for the first time. I it, I don't think it has ever ended the way it ended for them. Like that, that, just, just putting that one out there. Like I hear experiment. That's not where my mind goes to. Right.
1: Like I Do you, don't, does your mind go to that? Do you think about getting
2: naked no. get in a hot tub?
0: No, oh, no. Come on. Silly I mean,
2: uh, I mean, you know, well, let's get in the hot tub, guys. Find out what we're about. I'll start. I'll start. I'll jump in. I'll start. I'll
1: start. I'm just saying, I've got some text message from Drunk Ian where he tells me he loves me. So It's, it's stored away. I, yeah, I, yeah. He I love you, bro. I just want you to know that I fucking love you. You're my
0: boy. And, you know, if ever need anything, I've got hey, you, bro. Dude, hey. if I was a chick, I would bone you. I love you. <laughs> I was just going to get ready to defend I was getting ready to defend Ian and say that that would was probably something platonic or something like that, but it then, totally was. He, but that. then he ended with the "If I were a chick, I'd let you bone me." And I'm <laughs> like, "Oh, well, that took a turn." That it escalated from there yeah, for a weird flex but okay
1: <laughs> that might have been seven or eight years in in or seven or eight shots in like late night
0: hey, bro, oh, like, okay
1: you know what i mean like he's really drunk yeah. like it wasn't like he was like sober saying these things to me
0: <laughs> oh so it's not like when like, i text you and be like sending, yo bro
1: no i was just like, like
2: sending aubrey huff a message and then getting a response from this fool <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. He makes things happen when he's drunk, sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. But uh, you know, I'm glad that he chooses to, you know, profess his love to me and not to random strangers, because that might be harassment. Uh, Maybe, and, yeah. You, yeah. Might, and yeah, you might and have that's... to go back. You when one panda initiates contact <laughs> with another panda, then the panda <laughs> that considered sexual harassment so upstairs stan has the others find him some cookies a tv in order to fulfill their next mission that's the charlie's angels mission he's like yeah we gotta figure out our way to get out of here so and they're like why do you want to get out of here he's like because you idiots like there's food and all these different things out there so they do find a vent and they travel up there and they get some food and Dan finds a TV. And he just sits there. (laughs) So, and they're like, "Uh, what's our next mission? And he's all like, you don't have any more missions. I got everything I wanted. (laughs) While that's going on now, all of a sudden, apparently the ATF has been notified that, that, uh, that there's a suspicion that the party is some sort of religious cult. It's going to commit suicide upon the beginning of the meteor shower, which, as I mentioned, uh, it was most likely a reference to the Waco disaster that had recently happened. Uh, Joe, do you remember at all? Or have you watched any documentaries on the Waco stuff?
0: Um, I've watched some stuff on the uh, Branch Davidians and all that. I don't remember Waco other than like seeing a report as a kid of it blowing it not blowing up, but, but of just like the fire and like, Oh, Waco, there was a fire there and not knowing what the deal was until like high school or college. But, and then obviously I nerded out it after that and watched stuff on it and David Koresh and all that fun stuff.
2: How about you Ian? I know all about that. You're from yeah. there, Texas, area. Yeah, that's pretty sad, too, what happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was
0: some Philadelphia-level crap, too. Yeah. Well, so, Four for people. those who
1: aren't aware, you know, basically these people were considered um, a religious cult, people who, you know, who actually
2: really were not hurting anybody. And No, they all... were. They were branch Davidians. They were of the branch David in the Bible, and they, they had, like, daily Bible studies, and they're a pretty religious group and they were talking about like end-of-day stuff. And right. the they what originally happened was the, they got on the ATS radar because they thought that they were like trading guns and stuff. And but they were living out in Waco in this building that they were building themselves, and like there was like, you know, rooms that weren't fully finished and no running water and all this weird stuff. It was it's like not an easy place to live in. And I think that they were like, I'm pretty sure that they were doing
1: it. But Most of the the reports from people who even like who got out and said that they survived that fire or that they didn't go that day or that they had recently left had said that they were not forced to stay there. It was you were allowed to come and go as you please. So that was this is what was going to be the basis of my argument. They weren't really hurting anybody is what I'm saying. You were if you wanted to be there and, and praise God in your own religious way, you should have that ability to do so and that's what they were doing and then if people left they left but there was people like i've watched some documentaries who were like i should have died i should have died with my brothers and sisters and and, you know i should be in heaven i should have died with them because they weren't doing anything wrong they just you know the yes the living conditions as you mentioned weren't the best which is why a lot of people leave right but at at the same time you know if you choose to be that way if you're choosing to live in those type of uh conditions pray what prayer wise i mean you can make the argument look at third world countries they are a lot worse than probably was what was going on in the waco place you know what i'm saying so like and those people are just you know doing their own religious thing too i don't know anyway that's kind of a little backstory on the waco and the atf stuff guys if you want more information there's tons of documentaries and books and movies on it and shit like that so yeah there's also great there's also a great netflix series on it right now called waco so isn't that mm-hmm. interesting we're doing this uh review so uh now that uh, the atf has arrived as i mentioned they suspect that the party is to be some sort of religious cult. stan actually turns on the tv and discovers that the atf is outside and that they're planning to destroy the building in order to stop the cult it's funny though because the atf people show up and they're like all right let's assemble and they do their whole spiel and then uh officer Barb brady shows up now what seems to be the problem here okay so just what is going on here people get down What? It's just like we told you, officer. There's a religious cult in there that plans to commit mass suicide when the meteor shower starts. Are you sure? Of course we're sure. We're the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. It's our job to know what these fanatics do. So what does the ATF do when religious fanatics are going to commit mass suicide? Oh, don't worry. We won't let that happen. Even if it means we have to kill each and every one of them. And they're like... Uh, well, you got a religious cult inside there, we want to make sure that everything's taken care of. And Officer Barbary's like, I don't want anybody to commit suicide, and he's like, Oh, well, we don't want anybody could we're not going to anybody commit suicide, even if we have to kill them.
2: <laughs> Just like it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> oh
1: man, well, any thoughts on that? Any, any more thoughts on this, guys? We're, we're going to move on. I'm good. Okay, so now uh, the guys have, you know, executed. That being, Gerald and Randy have executed this masturbation. They've done this in the hot tub. <laughs> now they're all dre- redressing back up, and they're like talking to each other, and they're like, uh, you know, hey, that's not weird, is it? No, that's not weird. Like, and then uh, Gerald says, "Hey, we're still best friends, right?" <laughs> and Randy's like, uh, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and Joe, Joe point Joe pointed out just how awkward that is. Like, why would you ask that right after?
0: right like why why come on is- hey nothing's changed right the second you ask that means something is changed yep everything's changed the moment you ask that yeah yeah ask me how I know <laughs> so <laughs> did-
1: downstairs Randy is having an extreme problem though having watched Gerald masturbate and uh, you know Gerald is like trying to follow him throughout the party right he's like hey can I come with you <laughs> why are Honey. you talking why are you talking to me like that why are you treating me this way he basically becomes a little bitch yeah well I was going to say very needy uh very, very clingy very needy. yeah uh, very he
0: he turns needy. into a stage 5 clinger real mm-hmm. quick he,
1: he definitely develops a sexual attraction wouldn't you say or some sort of emotional uh, yeah. connection to randy you know, which he feels dependency. now that there's they've formed some sort of love bond they've 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 exposed their love juices to each other in a bathtub and they sat in it and that's what you get for eating during the podcast uh so <laughs> bathed uh, in their own juices bathed in their own juices um, so while this is going on you know now Butters downstairs tries to explain to the parents because he he's like after they're watching the ATF outside like we're going to destroy this building he runs into the party like hey uh, now gosh golly you know golly gibbers, you you all need to stop acting like a, such a whatever he says I'll have the clip mm-hmm. here um, because you know, you need to straighten up. But basically, he's trying to explain to the parents at the ATF that they're uh, that they, they're outside, but they're too drunk to notice.
0: Let me handle this, Stan. Now listen up and listen good, everyone. Well, I'm awful disappointed in you drinking and carrying on this way, but you you should be ashamed of yourself. If you don't get outside right now and tell those army guys you're not religious fantastic, sir, there's going to be heck to pay. Uh, Heck, I tell you.
1: So Butters tries to explain to the parents about the ETF, but they are too drunk to notice. They then make a mock news report as they feel like, "Hey, we should make our own news report and get it out to the news people out there and let them know hey, we're not a cult. Uh, you know, it's just a party. Please don't blow us up. <laughs> Please don't blow us up." So, Dougie is selected to be the broadcaster because he's always wanted to be a broadcaster.
2: Um, but he, he's a woman broadcaster. <laughs> and he's all—they're
1: all dressed. He's still dressed up in the Charlie's Angels outfit for some reason. I, I don't understand that. So, you know, with the help of Debbie, they need to take the tape downstairs, but can't go out the front door since they will be shot as they were before. Um, Now, what happens here is these two people try to leave the party and they walk out of the party and they're all like, Stop right there. Don't move. If you move, we'll Mm -hmm. shoot. Tell us what your intentions are. And then they got shot. So, just (laughs) blah,
0: blah, 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 blah. God damn it. Who was that?
1: And then everyone. I
0: saw them move. Oh yeah, oh,
1: totally. Totally, yeah. Oh, they moved. All sadistic about it. Oh yeah, they moved. So from there, now we've got the kids who are like, okay, how are we gonna get this out? Well, Pip, freaking Pip, all with all his archery skills, decides to shoot the news report down to the news people. And it lands on Officer Bar Brady's head, <laughs> and then Butter slides down to give them the news report. And uh, now apparently, what's going on is back in the party, Mr. Mac, okay, He decides okay. to sh- he decides to show off his new album
0: from
2: Share.
0: While the <laughs> ATF is trying to drown them out with the same song.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really don't think it's strong enough. Anyway, yeah. So that's what the ATF also—they're like, "What well, this is? We're gonna blast them out." Just this is just like when we were in Waco, and um, <laughs> they, they play share on the outside, but the people inside don't notice it because they're already listening to the same goddamn song and they're drunk. Mm-hmm. So, like, if anything, it probably just became more of an immersive experience for them. Like,
2: what's going
1: on? I feel like this music is taking over my body. Like, have you ever been in one of
0: those? those musical 3d exhibit experiences
1: joe
0: sorry um i have heard about the 3d music experiences yes i have have you ever done it yourself at all? no i have not ian no yeah me either i
1: don't even know what the, i
2: don't know what that is what is
1: it oh so like they set up these i guess you might say impromptu museums or exhibits you know in different locations could be just some warehouse too you know you're just paying a ticket to go in but what you do is you go in and you almost stand in either sometimes they're large rooms surrounded by screens and different things or you're in individual sections Mm. and you have a full immersive experience with the music uh, with visuals um, the subwoofers and vibration you know what i mean it's like you're actually you get the full experience of the sound and the music like it's taking you on a journey
2: <clears throat> okay sounds dope
1: yeah so like i, I know beyonce did one for whatever one recent releases a couple years ago um like the one that disney video movie that just right came out.
0: right that they just did
1: that was supposed to be a 3D thing before COVID hit, right? Okay. So that that's what the idea comes from, from all these 3D immersive music experiences. It's the next level of music evolution, like to get a full experience and stuff. And with the way COVID lockdown is, who knows, right? I mean, who knows right, if right. we'll ever get to experience music alive again like that. Well, the ATF, uh, unfortunately, right. is getting ready to bomb this uh, this house. You know, they've tried everything. They've tried playing extremely loud chair with the gigantic speakers to using police negotiations because they send a cop in there. And the cop goes in there and he realizes it's a party. I love those. And he just starts hanging out with them. (laughs) So now they think they've lost a man. So it's planned to use a missile launcher to destroy the entire house. Basically, you know, it's a cartoon replication of the Waco federal FBI BTF killings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newsman asks the ATF if they have any proof, but the ATF leader just tells him that they know what they're doing. We know what we're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the newsman then reminds them that the ATF, the last time they did this without any proof, they ended up killing innocent people. And the newsman at the event then shows the news tape and explains it's just a party after receiving the tape from
0: this is jill monroe reporting live from inside the meteor shower party as you can see this is a perfectly normal party nobody is killing themselves we tried to tell atf people but they shot at us anything else tell them not to burn us down oh yeah don't burn us please jill monroe gfn news
1: Um, the atf then accidentally launches the missile and it destroys the three other houses around the party, not destroying the party, and then the ATF leader covers by explaining that it was just a simulation, and they all like, this was just a simulation. 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 After This had been a real experience, right? So he explains it's all a simulation. Stan explains to the others that he shouldn't ridicule them. Oh, sorry. Stan, after that, he's outside, and he goes, I learned something today. I thought you guys were all Melvins, but I found out you know people shouldn't ridicule you just because of who you are and how you look because you guys are actually okay and then kyle immediately shows up with ike who's they're wearing their juice scouts outfit and kyle goes dude you would not believe the night i have and stan goes the night you had i had to hang out all night with these freaking melvins so he oh, just these
2: freaking melvin
1: so he suddenly changes his tune once again and then stan kyle and Ike go inside to talk about kyle's night and that will be next episode so ladies and gentlemen that is the season three episode eight edition of south park two guys making a hot tub review
2: it didn't mean anything to me jerry all we did was watch each other
0: masturbate in the hot tub oh i was just in the hot tub yeah, yeah,
1: it's true. I thought it would be exciting, and maybe it was, but I can't deal with your accusing stares. We watched each other jack off in the hot tub. There, we did it. I'm not proud of it, but there it is. Uh, well, it's not like you're the only guy who's ever watched another guy masturbate. I've done it. Me too. We'll have the clips in there, so you'll be able to see them, but let's get into some trivia. Scoop, why don't you just start with us. Read
2: us some trivia. Some trivia. Hang on. There we go. Closing on me i got to pull it out of the different tab. There it is. Goddamn these tabs. Okay, Cartman and Kenny do not appear in this episode, with the exception of the intro. And Kyle only has a minor part. This is also the first time Kenny has been, has been absent for two consecutive episodes. This is also the first episode not to feature Cartman. The episode is Butter's first major role in the entire series, as well as the first time he is referred to as Butters. And this is pretty much we get like the first character development of him as well, where we actually meet Butters. Let me. Okay, I'm muted, okay. Uh, it. Okay. The episode is the first appearance of Dougie. Chef's Song Stinky Britches from Chef Aid is playing on the stereo. We just arrived to Mr.
0: Maggie.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> feel, <free, laughs> feel free to jump in, Joe. I'm I'm kind of laying out here for a minute and letting you guys talk to. So.
0: Oh, no worries. Okay. Um, all the guys at the party want to kick the ass of Randy's friend who watched another man masturbate. Yet later in the episode, all admit to having done it before, which is, as always, just a hypocrisy of people in general. An instrumental of Cartman's Wild Wild West song from Cat Orgy can be heard in the background of the party. Um, I can keep going. The same song from Big Gay Al's Big Gay Boat Ride can be heard, can be briefly heard playing in the house during the scene where Gerald and Randy get into the hot tub. Um, Stan flips through the channels on Mackey's television. There is a beefcake commercial for Wake gain 4,000. A white skin version of chef is seen along with the text cooking with chef Fanculo can be read below him. Additionally, Christoph is seen sitting on the couch on late night with Conan O'Brien, which means he was brought back to life by Kenny's Wish at the end of Bigger, Longer, and Uncut.
1: Right? He did not die.
0: The yes. mole got to
1: go on Conan Z-more. because he helps Zemo because he probably helped save Earth. So sheet! Fucking guard
0: dogs. sheet!
1: <laughs> um, so throughout the episode, Randy refers to Gerald as Jerry. This is the only time he calls him this. Jerry. And Butters' name is finalized in this episode. Prior to this, he was just referred to as Swanson and conjoined fetus lady. And Then I'll start with the references to pop culture. Stan refers to Pip, Butters, and Dougie as Melvins, which is slang for really lame people. However, I never really used that term Melvin before I heard it in this episode. Had you guys heard that? Is this an East Coast,
0: Southern thing? I've never heard really... It must have been like Midwest something kids for, yeah, either Midwest or something kids from the 70s said.
1: Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, according to Pip, one of the steps in playing, oh, the game is called Wickershams and Ducklers, involves singing the merry tune of Stratford: Lippy Lippy Lulu, Cha La La Lippy Lippy Lulu, Cha La La. It's the weirdest fucking it thing to, ever. Wickershams and Ducklers. Then they all fall down. So it's essentially Ring Around the Rosie, just the English mm-hmm. version. Um, Dougie, I'll have to ask the English people on the Smack Attack if that's a real song. I should add Joe Atherton, who actually hosts the Smack Attack. I know he'll be listening to this because he, mm-hmm. t- he hits me up in the Discord. Send me a message after you listen to this and tell me if Wickersham's and Ducklers is a real thing. Um, Dougie and Pip want Stan to play Charlie's Angels, which is, of course, a crime detective show that aired originally from the '76. To 1981
2: with that infamous I'm going to go ahead Scoop, read the next couple Mr. Mackey's house is surrounded by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms a department that regulates ballistic controlled substance weapons in the United States. In 2001 they were renamed the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives the ATF is worried that Mackey's party is really a meeting of re- a religious cult that is plotting to commit suicide during the meteor shower. This is a reference to the Heaven's Gate religious cult and the 1997 Hellbop Comet passing. Jimbo is having a conversation about football with two burly guys. Here's a breakdown of what they were talking about. Jimbo mentions that they don't have Elway that year. This is a reference to the fact that that John Elway had left the Denver Broncos. He played his last game with the team in <clears throat> 1998, where he won the Super Bowl. Yep. He also mentions how Brister won every game he played for for with the team. This is in reference to Buddy Brister, who joined the Broncos in '97. The blonde man who the blonde man who thinks the New York Jets are the team to beat in the American Football Conference of the NFL. All right, let me
1: go ahead here, or uh, let's you want to jump in.
0: There's a painting of the Scream above the bed in the room with the television. We already touched on this one, but the mole from Bigger Longer and Uncut is on Late Night with Conan <laughs> O'Brien. The ATF members liken their reaction to how they dealt with things in Waco. This is a reference to the aforementioned Waco siege where the ATF launched against the Branch Davidians led by David Koresh on February 28th, 1993. Before the final assault, the ATF played music, amongst other sounds, to sleep deprive the inhabitants. The, they played, which again, we touched on this too, they play the latest album by the musician Share. The song they play is a parody of the 98 chart topper Believe, which was released November 24th, 1998. At the time of this episode's airing, it was still high in the charts. All right, I'll jump in here.
1: This episode jokingly anticipated Ricky Martin was gay. (laughs) His song, (laughs) Live in La Vida Loca, was popular at the time in the episode that this aired. And then 10 years after this episode originally aired, he officially stated that he was gay on his own website apparently he was upside inside out he was living the vita loca he, he was pushing and pulling out living the Vida loca he was not trying to kiss those tender lips that were red and this
0: but the, his skin is the color of mocha. of mocha
1: and he and his heart was torn out because he was living the Vida loca whoa living the Vida loca come on anyway uh and the last couple things here Continuity. <laughs> The last couple things here Well unless we want to talk about that again Once again South Park predicting something right Scoop Right Uh, right. Predicted that he was gay and he was And they predicted that Miley Cyrus would be the next uh, Sacrifice and she was Um, She was So in the continuity Mm -hmm. section here This is the second episode of the Meteor Shower Story arc as we mentioned uh, Leanne Cartman is shown talking on the phone Referencing the events of Cat Orgy in the background You can see her and then, of course, Kyle and Ike are seen in their Jew camp clothes, referencing the events in Jubilee, which is the very next episode. So uh, we'll finish here with some of our top likes. Uh, so my first top like – I didn't write anything down. and It doesn't look like you guys did either. That's not a big deal. No. Uh, so my first top like here in this episode – I really like the fact that Mr. Mackey was hosting a party. It's mm-hmm. just like Mr. Mackey is not generally the type of person you would think that it's going to host like a, spitz, a, a, a spitzer. <laughs> spitzer? How do, you, how do you pronounce it? Spritzer, yeah. Spritzer. Like you wouldn't think you wouldn't think he would pronounce this type of uh, host this type of spritzer, all but right. he did. And it feels like they've got like I don't know. I wouldn't say the whole town, but mm-hmm. more or less all the popular characters are in this episode that are
0: how. How did a bra wind up in the drawers or wherever it was? There was like a bra, a dress, and like we think at the time that Mackie's a virgin, it doesn't get confirmed until way later. But where is all this women's clothing coming from?
1: Maybe Mackie wears hookers? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um scoop what what do you have a top like what do
2: you like about this episode? Butters. I loved Butters' role in this whole episode. It's pretty funny how he was like the top Melvin so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how this was like his first real episode of character development. How it's kind of where you start to fall in love with this
0: stupid idiot.
1: What about you, Joe? What's one of your, what's one of your top likes?
0: Um friggin uh Gerald uh Broflovsky just going so What's wrong frigging, thing? Yeah it's just going <laughs> so needy and like just and if you've ever seen where it's like two friends wind up bumping uglies for whatever reason it could very easily turn into something like that why don't you want to talk to me right now? Because I don't want to fucking <laughs> talk to you right now like Um, there's more than just you where like everything was normal before, but then all of a sudden you see each other naked and (laughs) that changes everything. Everything. Well, Everything. I mean,
1: I will say, like, I've had situations. A uh, shout out to uh, our friend uh, Gerard Del Cruz uh, when I first met Rome. He, we were like 17 or 18. Uh, well, I'm not actually, I met him a lot longer than that. But when we first really started hanging out as friends, we were that age. And uh, I was at his house one day, and his, uh, I think his mom and him were arguing about something. And like, she threw some water on him. <laughs> And Rome was like, "Oh, you're gonna fucking throw some water on me? Okay, now I'm gonna get naked." And he just got <laughs> naked, <laughs> and started running around the house naked. It's fucking hilarious. And so, but that's not, but that's not like a homosexual erotic nature. Like we weren't like you know seeing each other naked, or and it's not like I, I look at Rome differently or anything. I just it's funny. <laughs> it's a funny story. <laughs> That's hilarious. Vic Rome was there for that too. That's funny. Shout out to those guys. Uh, uh, so that's um, let's see what else did I like about this episode. I, I like that uh, South Park exposed the uh, idiocracy of the ATF's mindset. Them trying to um, invade and um, take over people's um, own religious mindsets or parties based on a, based on a, uh, misinformation or their own personal biases. <laughs> Uh, to people who have uh,
0: religious beliefs, just their complete incompetency. Mm-hmm. How like yeah. the one dude that went in and just was like, oh I
2: love my ties!" Right? It was my yeah, yeah. It's my ties. Oh, I love my ties. Right? Does it doesn't
0: even think to radio back? Hey, guys, it's just a party. Yeah. That would have been really easy.
1: All they would have had to do was say, "Hey guys, uh, I'm inside. It's just a party. I'm having my ties, and uh, you guys should come in and party." Like, right.
2: Oh, my ties.
1: Oh, I told hey. you. Uh, Ian, you have another top like.
2: Um, Stan. I love how Stan was um, proven to himself that he's that he's not a Melvin.
1: Yeah, it was a good Stan episode. Like throughout the course of the series, I mean, Stan does have a couple good word solo Stan mm-hmm. episodes, but um, I would say in this trilogy, this was really the first time all the boys got to be individually highlighted. And Stan specifically showed here that he probably really is the leader of his group in general. You know what I mean? Whether it be with mm-hmm. Kyle, Kenny, and Cartman, he is. Probably really the true leader, and Kyle is more of the moral high ground, which is why he's his best friend to keep him there in check from going too far. Right. So right. you're kind of getting that development here with these characters, which I really like. Um, and it all just goes to show, um, you know, the, um, the forethought by the creators of Matt Stone and Trey Parker to go ahead and, you know, give these guys more, um, character development that way they're not just another slapstick show like family guy or they definitely right. have any character development or if they do give right. you character development it's just totally forgotten about and they go to the next episode mm-hmm.
0: so um okay. joe any more top likes um nothing really that jumps out to me other than the name of the missile launcher being the negotiator. The negotiator. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. gonna. Ne- oh, we're gonna send in a negotiator. Bring in the negotiator. And it's uh, friggin Howitzer. Do you,
1: Ian? Do you have any more top likes or?
2: That's pretty much it.
1: All right. How about dislikes? Do you have any dislikes from this episode? Something you didn't like at all.
2: Uh, Pip. I didn't like. Pip. Yeah, I never like Pip. Liked Pip. I never I never like
0: Pip. Pip. Fuck Pip yeah i was good. i was never a fan of pip yeah it
1: felt like pip was trying to make butters lamer in this episode, right you know, like, like no butters get away from that bro you need right. to get away and i'm glad he does but still you look back at this episode and you're like damn butters was trying to be the king melvin but he no i'm sorry pip was trying to be the king melvin but no butters
2: he yeah. Is the king melvin.
1: yeah 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 uh Joe do you have any dislikes
0: anything you didn't like in this episode um other than the song they sing nothing really uh it's a pretty good uh that stab at the media at the end oh I'm just gonna take your tape and make millions and further my career um making fun there's nothing I can think of that I don't like it's um like we were saying earlier, it's just a lot of small subtle jokes. It's not like something that like just beats you in the face with over the top humor again and again, like the really only over the top jokes are the two times people get shot and then every house being blown up, but like everything else is like kind of super subtle that you kind of have to be listening or watching. All
1: right. I like that. yeah, I don't really have any other top dislikes in this episode other than probably that news broadcaster one too, which is totally uh, factual. That's really kind of how the news does work. If you are a mm-hmm. local, let's say you're a local reporter and your story gets picked up by national, yeah, you might get some credit. But if it's somebody else takes your story and dubs mm-hmm. it over with their own audio and and just gives you credit, they're mm-hmm. going to get all the credit yeah. for producing and you know bringing that story to light on a national scale. Hey, who are basically you? Basically, what this reporter is saying, you're going to now enhance my career because I'm going to play the game by taking yours mm-hmm. and ma- and getting famous off of it.
0: Hey, who are you guys? We're the FBI. Our parents have more money, <sighs> right? Mm-hmm. Just because your parents have more money doesn't make you
1: better than us. Yes, it yes, does. It does
0: <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs>
1: All right, well unfortunately guys, as we mentioned there's no ep- no Kenny in his episode. So uh, there unfortunately Kenny didn't say a thing. What say this? So, silly, guys. so, silly, so well that that's that's going to do it guys. That's going to do it for another episode of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. I'm your host Take with it. the most. Take my I'm your host uh, with the most who's reaching for the gold toast. I'm still working on that. Uh, and uh, I, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Matthew underscore Schaefer. You can find us on uh, South park pod and on uh, suck. My balls pod on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook itself. Email us at suck. My at gmail.com. Uh, Mr. Joe. Yes. Do you have anything to say?
0: Slave to the death match on fight Friday night. 8 p.m. Eastern, or not Friday night, Saturday night, October 3rd, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, $9.99. Watch it.
1: All right, guys. Thanks again. That was great.
0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks for
1: stopping by for another edition. Me, me, I'm, I'm going to be sad I fucking want to. Balls. 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 Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, The King Diamond Podcast with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. schmack a Ralph Bier is also on our network with the Vieira Vault.
2: There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics, a
1: South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, watch a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search Ratsound Review on YouTube, Podbean,
2: iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.
0: En jung og redved juletid, ting tjang ting lu si Omkring ham davet sneen vid. ting-tjang-ting-lu-si-lej Han sprede frem i regn og blæst med et, der segnede hans hest Ting-tjang-lu, tjang lu ting lej Samfru i højentårn, ting-tjang-ting-lu-si-lej, og ventede ham samt til forn,
1: ting tjang ting
0: Men natten gik så trist og lang, i ensomhed til solopgang, Den næste
1: dave hed morgenrød. Ching ting lu si lej Dit fandt en stakkehølsjunk og død. Ching chang,
0: ching lu Han dækket var af og is, men tør nu op i paradis. Ching chang, lu ching lu lu
2: Det var jo noget ved at Ching! ting Ching! Lo! Ching! Lo! Ching! Lo! Ching! han
0: Ching! Lo! Ching! Ching! Lo! Ching!
2: Lo! Ching! 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 Ching! Lo! lu Ching! Ching!
0: Ting-tjang-ting-lu-til-ej Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned ting tjang lu til ej Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land och by Ting-tjang-lu Ting-tjang-lu Ting-tjang-ting-lu-til-ej